everybody. I'm Leon Thomas here with Miranda Carolyn Lynch. We are the host of Checking In, a lodging DEI chat. Hey, Miranda, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Leon? All is groovy. Everything is right on in the world. My Baltimore Ravens lost. <laughs> Excuse oh. me. So everything's oh, not all groovy. I'm sorry. Well, <clears throat> I know. And I have a little cold and the Ravens lost. and <laughs> But it's all about mindset. <laughs> it's all about mindset. I'm feeling yeah. pretty good. Well, so where looking. are we? What's that? Go ahead. You're looking good, if that helps. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. No, I feel, I feel really good. So tell me this. We're on episode number? I believe we are in season two, episode number 10. So um, if I'm correct about this, somebody let me know. If I'm incorrect, you don't have to let me know. <laughs> All right. Season two, episode 10. Sounds right. Let's roll with it. Let's just say that that's what it is. However, if this isn't correct, send Miranda an email. <laughs> send her an email that says, hey, you got it wrong or, or whatever. Or you can also send Miranda an email that says, I'd like to be on the show. You could contact me to say I'd like to be on the show. Miranda, how do folks get in touch with you? The very easiest way is to just open up your search engine and look for Miranda Kitterlin Lynch. I am the only one you're going to find. Right on. That's how you do it. And then you can contact me by going to sending me an email, Leon at the Leon Thomas Group. And if you want to check us out on our podcast, audio only, Go to your favorite podcast platform. I, I like Spotify. And just search checking in a lodging DEI chat. And it's there. Or go in the search bar and just search checking in a lodging DEI chat podcast. And we show up there. We're we're everywhere. Folks are starting to watch the show. We're backed up now, what, two, three weeks on guest? Is that Everyone. right? Yes, yes. We are highly backed up. So if you want to be on anytime soon, please reach out. And do you want to share with our listeners another cool thing that you discovered yesterday about the show? Okay. So I I like to play around in tech just to see what happens, let's just say. So I put an extension, an AI Chrome extension on my on my computer. And last night I'm I'm playing around with it and I, I opened up that extension and I just typed in the words what is checking in? And it didn't give me checking in is when you go to a hotel and give them your credit card and your ID and get a room key and someone working the desk looks at you and goes, checking in? No, no, no. It didn't give me that. It said checking in is a news podcast hosted by Miranda Kittlin Lynch and Leon Thomas, where they talk about diversity in the hotel and lodging industry. To How learn more, go here and click. And I'm like, huh? What? This was pretty cool. Very cool. Right. And it all started with one little LinkedIn message back in 2020. It all has, was it in 20? Wow. I think. <laughs> yeah, I think that's right. I think that's right. Who knew? Who knew? That's, I didn't, I didn't realize it had been four years. I mean, when you mentioned the number of episodes of the show, that's like, what have we done that many shows? But now when you say 
it all started like four years ago, mm-hmm. which it which it did. That's like half, almost half a decade. Right. That Wild. sounds older. That's no, that's <laughs> no, no. Scratch that part. We'll edit that out. No, no, no. It will not be half a decade. <laughs> But anyway, we have another great guest today. Miranda, go ahead and tell us about it. Yeah, I'm super excited about our guest. Not only is he a former student, but he is now a superstar and a colleague. Um, He is also the general manager and director of complex operations at the Marriott Fort Lauderdale Airport. And his name is Michael Millian. Hello, Michael. Welcome. Hi, how are you? Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Yeah, Michael, thanks thanks for being with us. You know, we're going to make you a star. I mean, AI picks up this show now. There you go. Yeah, love it. Right. And, I, and I feel you, man. I'm a, I'm a Ravens fan also. So, ah, yeah. What am I doing here? I'm leaving. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> I, was, I, was um, I, go, I go back to the Ravens. So when they had Ed Reed and Ray Lewis, you know, my, my UM boys. Yeah. How did you get? How did you get to be a Ravens fan? How did that happen? Growing, growing up, you know, in South Florida, you know, UM football was was the the team around. My dad was a UM fan, and you know, and I grew up on uh, Ed Reed, Ray Lewis. You know, then the the Ravens went to the Super Bowl that year. I don't know if you remember. They played the Giant. They played Thunder and Lightning. Tiki Barber, yeah. Ron Dane, and ever since then, you know, been a fan. Well. That is great, great to hear. You're welcome to come back on checking in the lodging DAI chat anytime you want. Just drop me an email. That's all you do. You can you can come back as much as you want. But we also we should get you on one of our sports shows, maybe one that's hosted by Jasmine Pollock. It's called oh, First okay. Impression Sports Talk. We also have From the AD's View, hosted by Dr. Cedric Brown. Associate Athletic Director at Southern Utah University. We okay. talk sports there too, here at the Leon Thomas Group. So it'd be great to have you there. Yeah, but we're not here to talk about football. I'm sorry. What you say? <laughs> no, no, that would be great. You let me know. I can yeah, talk all about. Love to have you. Huh? Yep. So, Michael, do you want to share with our listeners a little bit about you, your background, your lodging experience, and maybe even uh, the class that you're teaching? Yeah. So um, a little bit about me. I'm born and raised in South Florida. Um, One of the few that I've noticed, you know, when I've worked in different hotels, restaurants, um, been in different environments in this industry, you know, when I say I'm born and raised in South Florida, they kind of look at me like like I'm an alien. Um, You know, so I started out in the hospitality industry. My first job was a dishwasher, Um, worked my way on up to front of the house, Um, got into hotels through food and beverage. did the food and beverage thing for a couple of years. Then I got into front office. Uh, I worked for brands, uh, Hilton Garden Inn, uh, Full Service Hilton, Conrad. Uh, then I went into boutique hotels. I worked at the historic Raleigh Hotel in South Beach, um, the Standard in Miami Beach. Um, I opened the SLS Brickle, all in the front office. Um, became a director of rooms um, through the front office. And uh, fast forward, to uh, 2021, landed my first GM role um, as the pre-opening GM here at the AC Hotel Fort Lauderdale Airport, and now I'm the complex director. So, yeah, That's bottom amazing. up. Awesome. And what are you teaching? Um, I'm teaching hospitality facilities. So, uh, you know, teaching students uh, the back of the house, the part that that they don't see, but it's the most important uh, part of a hotel. You know, um, security. 
um, sustainability, water systems, uh, fire alarms, all that, all that important stuff. All the stuff that will get you fined. <laughs> well, absolutely <laughs> important stuff <laughs> for many reasons. Oh, well, it's interesting. You you talked about you were at, you're an opening general manager, right? Facilities man. What's that term again? You were the opening what? Because I know companies are very particular so, about those titles. What is it? So we're a dual branded complex. So on one side we have an AC hotel. On the other side we have a Marriott. Um, so I was the pre-opening general manager for the AC hotel, um, and then for the last about a year and a half, I'm now the complex director of operations slash general manager. So a lot of folks don't understand what get, what's involved when you use that term pre-opening. Right? Um, so yeah, so pre-opening, you know, it's going through um, everything from as far as ordering your linen picking out your silverware for your restaurants, um, your amenities program, uh, the cocktail menu, what cocktails are you going to sell? What food are you going to have? What are you going to price your menu at? So nuts to bolts, everything, right. everything, you know, everything that has to do with anything in a hotel. Right. I used to be a task force manager and I'd go around to help open hotels. Okay. And I got to tell you this one. I got to tell you. So I was in San Antonio. Uh, working with a management company as a consultant to open a hotel in that pre-opening stage. And when you mentioned you order inventory, you order linens, right? So at the time, we were transitioning from telephone ordering with your rep to doing online ordering with your reps. Okay, We were right at that transition point. And I went online and I ordered linen. Now, you know, there's 48 towels come in a case or whatever it was, and you need four towels per room times 100 and some rooms. That gives you how many towels times three par and so forth, right? So let's say that that number came out to be total number of towels needed. Let's just call it 2,000. Let's just say 2,000 towels needed. Instead of taking the 2,000 and divided by 48 cases to tell me how many cases, I ordered 2,000 cases of towels Jeez. and sheets and oh my God. hand towels and washcloths and pillowcase, the whole everything. And we're working in a trailer at this point. And folks kept calling me. And I would ignore phone calls because I'm trying to discuss make it look like I'm busy. Can't take the call. Can't take the call. Can't take the call. So the rep for that company, we're good friends now. So he's going to see this and start cracking up. He sends me an email that says, you know, I just want to make sure that you've ordered the correct amounts. Da -da 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 -da. And I responded with, I've been doing this a while. Don't ask me. I know what I'm doing. Send it. So he goes, okay, sorry, didn't mean to upset you. Five, six days later, these 18-wheelers are pulling up. There's three of them. And we had, like, furniture scheduled on delivery and so forth. And all of these trucks are pulling up. And the owner of the hotel says, I didn't think we were getting any deliveries today. Oh, we're not getting any deliveries. This guy gets out of the truck, and I want you to be stereotypical in this. 
short white guy with a belly out to here with a belt buckle like this says, we got your stuff and we don't unload either. We just leave it right here. You got people to unload this. I go, what do we have? And he gives me the manifest and it's all of this stuff. And I'm like, no, no. So I had to pay him cash to lead the crew to take it back and so forth. And the rep from that company helped me out. So there's my inventory story. So there you have it. That's it. I'm done. No more for me. Keep me out of math class. Thank you very much. (laughs) I think I faced opening this hotel. I faced the opposite of that. So I opened, it was 2021. So it was right in the middle of pandemic supply chain issues. And I would order, you know, perfect example was our ironing boards. We would order, I think we ordered, I call it 400 to open the hotel. And I would get like on a Monday, I'd get two ironing boards. Three, three days later, I'll get six ironing boards. Five days oh. later. So we had to keep the manifest and keep, oh, oh, we got two. All right. Two plus four. Oh, so this means we should be expecting 308 more <laughs> ironing. Oh no, it was it was like element. I felt like my son, my son's new thing is a Pokemon card. So he's like, <laughs> if this Pokemon has 100 power and 30 power, like what? I'm like, oh my God. All right. All right. It happens. Yeah. And that was, yeah, that was smack in the middle of the supply chain issues. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, supply chain. My husband is a restaurant manager. Uh, he's actually the GM for Dave and Buster's and I've heard about the supply chain more than I want to. Oof. Um, But let me switch it back to DEI in the lodging industry. So in your experience, now South Florida is arguably an incredibly diverse area, uh, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. Um, What has been your experience? Whenever we bring people onto the show who've worked in the lodging industry for an amount of time, we like to ask them, how many general managers of color have you experienced in your career? And I'm curious as to what your answer would be. Um... I don't, I don't think I could remember one, to be honest. That That's not an uncommon answer, unfortunately. Now that I'm thinking about it, no. And I think I could count the ones I do know maybe on two, two fingers, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think the reason is for that? Because we certainly have an incredible population of people of color working in our industry. Um, you know, I, I think it could come down to, you know, it's... Um, a lot of, you know, down here, it's a big melting pot here in South Florida. Obviously, you have people of all walks of life, um, you know, and it's very, you know, one thing I've noticed, uh, the hospitality industry, you know, it, it could be very, very cliquish, um, you know, and people, you know, I remember when I started in the in the hotel industry, um, I, for one, I was one of the one of the younger managers and I was always the young manager and it was always jokes about my age and oh, you don't know what you're doing. And this is you know, this is how we've always done it. This is how we've always done it. Um, You know, so I feel like that that culture kind of was instilled here in South Florida Um, and people, you know, wanted to make sure that, hey, you know, the. My predecessor, I want them to to act like me. I want them to look like me. I want to keep on the same the same vibe of the hotel. You know, you hear that a lot, especially in the boutique world. It's all about the vibe, all about the energy. And you know, a lot of times people get get that misconception where you know it's if you don't if you don't look like me, if you don't talk like me, if you don't sound like me, then you know how are, how are you gonna do do my job or meet my expectations? Um, 
you know, so I think that that's probably one of the, one of the biggest reasons. I mean that, yeah, there's a lot of theories that would back that up. Absolutely. Unfortunately, again. Um, so what, what do you see? I don't want to put you on the spot, but I want to ask you about your company um, and what DEI, DEI efforts you guys are doing, or maybe I should frame it as in your experience in the lodging industry, and we won't single out your company. What have you seen being done? Um, I mean, I could, I have no problem talking about my company. You know, I don't, I'm, I'm confident in what we do over here. Awesome. Um, you know, I think if you look at, if you look, if you, if you stand in one of our staff meetings, um, you'll see the management team, you'll see people that are representative of our culture, our area. Um, you know, just thinking in my, in my executive committee, we're at about, there's eight of us in the executive committee and there's three men, five women. Um, you know, if you look at our managers, um, we have, as far as department heads and leaders, um, we have three, four, we have four people of color as department heads. Um, we have my regional, um, he's uh, Asian background. Uh, I'm Hispanic, um, you know, Cuban background. My director of rooms is Portuguese. Um, my director of food and beverage is Colombian slash Asian. Um, you know, so we're, we're a diverse group here. And, you know, you look at the room and it's not, it's not the same, same, it doesn't, everybody doesn't fit the same mold, you know, I think, and I think that's what, you know, that's what helps us become so successful here. Um, and everybody has a different background. You know, some people have come from country clubs. Some people have come from select service. I've come from boutique. Um, my director of sales was worked Caribbean market, you know, so it's a, it's a big melting pot here at the hotel. And I think we're able to, to capture all these diverse, diverse, different groups of clientele. That's fantastic. And I love that you get to come on and brag about your company, Absolutely. about your property. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like it. I like it. You know, you mentioned um, that our industry can sometimes be cliquish, right? And I think also that that prevents upward mobility. It prevents folks from getting in the management and in executive management. When we look at our cliques and we think, um, if we look at our circles for many people, our circles are folks that are just like us, mm -hmm. right? So I'll call it out. The old white hair, white guys hang out with old white hair, white guys, and they want them within their circle. And they ask, Hey, do you know somebody being interested in this? Do you know somebody like a board position here? Do you notice, do you know that? And it's someone like, like them. And also we have that the way it's always been done. Right. We need to get away from that in terms of who we hire, what we look for. It was great to hear you say that all the different backgrounds, not of ethnicities, but also of job backgrounds that that you have on on your team. It would be great if more individuals, more companies would do that. What how do you make that happen? How do you create that culture that we're going to be different? We're going we're not going to be cliquish. How, how do you do that other than you can't bring in a speaker and say, rah, 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 40 no, minutes, think, this yeah. is what you're going to do. How do you I do think, that? I think it starts from the top, to be honest. It starts with, with the leadership. Um, you know, like I know here, like, yes, it's kind of cheesy, but the pe everyone loves it. We we celebrate all the corny national holidays, the national 
I don't know, National Coffee Day, National whatever day. And we encourage people, you know, hey, if there's something you celebrate in your culture, bring it, bring it to our meetings, bring it to our attention. Let's do it. Um, perfect example. Um, a couple of weeks ago was the Three Kings Day. Um, so, you know, in the Hispanic culture, that's a that's a big a big day. Um, you know, in the, in the Hispanic background. Um, and there's a whole uh, tradition that goes with it. Um, you bring a, cer a, pa a certain pastry um, and everybody um, has a piece of this pastry, but inside the, the pastry, there's um, there's like a, a token that, you know, if, if your piece has it, it's good luck. More than half of the team had never heard about this tradition. And, you know, we brought it in, we explained the background of it and people, everyone loved it. It was very cool. Um, you know, so we do things like that to, you know, just to, to learn about every, it doesn't have to be a formal sit down training and, you know, Hey, so this is what we do. This is our diversity training. And just to check off the box, sign the sheet, let's put it in your file. You did it. It's like, no, it's you, you live it every day. You, you, you make it part of your culture. You breathe it. You, you know, you talk about it. I love that. It's funny. I, I had not heard of that um, holiday. So thank you for educating me one. But it reminds me of what's happening here where I'm at. I'm in South Louisiana and we're gearing up for Mardi Gras, which also is celebrated with a special type of pastry, a king cake and a token, usually a little plastic baby hidden yes, in it. So yeah, that's what we have. the baby. So it's probably the yeah. same tradition. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> probably. It's it's really cool. Whenever you get down to it, we have so much more in common than we ever realize. Absolutely. You know? Um, would you like to share anything else with us about your company, your experience with DEI? Um, something that you see done really well, something you think could be changed? Um, you know, I mean, our, our company, you know, it's um, we're a small company. So, yeah, we do manage some um, larger brands, uh, Marriott's, Hilton's, uh, IHG property. Um, but when it comes down to it, we're a, we're a small company of nine, nine hotels. Um, so we're, we're like a family. Um, you know, like I said, it's it says a lot for a company where, you know, I'm I'm the only male general manager in the company. Um, and in our other hotels, we have one, two, three, four, four female hotel, four female general managers. Um, so, you know, 80 percent of our general managers are female. I think that says a lot. There's not a lot of companies out there um, that could say that. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's really cool. I wonder if it's easier because you're a smaller property. Um, it, I mean, maybe it, it could be, um, you know, I, I mean, I, I would like to test that theory. I mean, I, yeah. We have our new research project. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Leon, go ahead. So Michael, when, when you were growing up is the hotel industry and being a hotel manager, is this something that you wanted to do when you were growing up or did you get into the field like many of us do kind of in a, a side door? So way? I, I started, um, first job was a dishwasher. I got my foot into the door in that job because my older brother worked in the same restaurant. So he got me a job. Um, and I was my, my head, I was going to be a PR major. Uh, you know, I was going to, be work for a, a PR firm, throw the coolest parties, meet the coolest people. And then I started college. And then FIU had this thing called the grammar exam. Um, so in order to get into that program, you had to pass this crazy grammar exam that, that it was it, it was insane. Think of it like the bar, but for public relations. Um, 
and I wasn't a fan of writing. I love the whole glitz and glamour of the public of PR and public relations. And I was like, okay, I love going to wonderful parties. I love to meet people. I love to have a good time, but I hate all this writing stuff. Like what, what can I do? And I took an intro to hospitality class and I was like, Oh, I was like, I'm learning about restaurants. I'm learning about the back of the house. I'm learning about, about the industry. I, I love staying at hotels. I love going on cruise lines on cruise ships. Uh, I was like, Maybe this hospitality thing, maybe it'll work for me. So I yeah. took a class, intro to hospitality. The next, I, so then I was like, you know what? I'm going to get a minor in hospitality. Started with a couple other classes. I took, I'll never forget taking lodging operations with uh, Professor Mo at FIU. Fell in love with operations. Uh, and then I took law with uh, John Thomas um, at FIU. And I was like, wow, I was like, I love these classes. You know what? The heck with PR. I'm going into hospitality. So then I went into a job fair at FIU, um, and that's where I got my first hotel job. Um, I actually applied for food and beverage. No, I applied for front desk. Um, I had worked at the time at Starbucks. Um, so I went in for my second interview, and as I was walking into my second interview, the food and beverage supervisor had just gotten terminated, and he was walking out of the GM office, and I'm walking in. So the GM sits me in front of him, and he sees my resume. He's like, oh, I see you have food and beverage. Um experience. Well, guess what? Uh, we have an opening as an F&B supervisor. Do you want to come on board? Was, absolutely. Two weeks later, the rest is history. Fast forward 16, 15 years, and I'm still here. Okay. Right so we need to take that clip of your story of how you got into hospitality and send it to our recruiting department because <laughs> that's going to lure all the transfer students. <laughs> there you go. I, I love, love it. it. Leon, were you going to say something? I want to. What what is it? What's it take to get more minorities in our our business, or even to do things like let me just take a course in, or to have a a, a anticipated career path out of out of high school or to your college? What's it even take for that? Even just that little piece that you did. Let me try. Let me just take a course. What's it take to get more not more I think minority? It's going, it's going out there and talking to the students. Um, or talking to the younger generation. I don't think they, you know, a lot of times you hear hospitality and you think hotels, you think food and beverage. And that's, you think, and that's as far as it goes. South Florida, we're the cruise capital of the world. Um, you know, you want to get into marketing, guess what? Hospitality has marketing jobs. You want to get into accounting, guess what? A hotel has a director of finance. Um, you want to get into the medical field? Guess what every cruise ship has on board? A doctor. Um, you know, it's it's an industry that, you know, whatever you want to do in life, there's there's probably something for you to do in this industry. I don't think that message gets out um, as often as it should or as effective as it should. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh, thank you. I like it. I, I like agree. It. Absolutely. I can't tell you how many times I've worn my shirt that says school of hospitality on an airplane and someone will ask me about hospitals absolutely 100 <laughs> it's like yeah. no but yeah. here's an opportunity let me educate you <laughs> yeah and i think it's like also the connotation that comes with working in the industry it's you know a lot of people think oh if i'm going to be in hospitality that means every holiday i'm going to be working every weekend i'm going to be working and it's like no yeah maybe at, at first you know when you're in operations yeah nights and weekends are part of the job, but you know, if, if you really, you know, the the more you grow in this career, you know, that whole work life balance thing gets a lot better. And you know, and and 
you're able to start, you're able to have a job, you know, where you're able to incorporate your, your friends and your family. Hey, you know, my hotel's having this event. Come, come over. You know, my, my son's a perfect example. My son, he loves hotels, my six-year-old son. And I, I tell my wife all the time, we've created a monster. The kid's a, a hotel snob. <laughs> and you know, he loves to come over here and you know I, I thank god it's an industry where uh, you know i tell him hey you know for example we have santa coming in december come by and he'll come and take a picture with santa um you know we have uh we're big we're uh, disney just started cruising out of our port so we do like the whole pin trading thing at our front desk so my son he loves to come over when there's a pin trading and he'll get his little disney pins and trade so i, I incorporate make it into a family um you know it's not like this is my job, stay away, or you can't come here. No, it's, yeah. it's open to the public, you know, come enjoy, come have dinner with me. You know, if I have to work late, you know, come hang out. I'll, I'll see yeah. you in the lobby. Yeah, absolutely. I can't tell you how happy I am that my daughters have reached an age where they enjoy Dave and Buster's birthday parties. Oh it saved us a fortune. Absolutely. I should have. I, I wish I would have, I would have been on this two weeks ago. My son has been, his birthday is this Friday. He's been dying for a Dave and Buster's birthday party. Oh and, my gosh. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, we'll get around to it. We'll get around to it. And his and I was like, oh my God, his birthday's in three days. But we just had we just had a newborn. So like so many things were on my mind that I was like, oh my God, it's too late to plan his Dave and Buster's birthday party. I was like, there's always next year. Yeah. Oh, well, let me know when you do start planning. Oh, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Right on. Michael, raise your hand like this. No, 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 not not like that. Not a swearing in. Actually, more like you have a pen in your hand. Like you have a pen. I'm lefty. Okay. Right, left-handed. Okay. And now uh, you're left-handed. I'll use my left hand as well. There you go. All right. <laughs> and let's all make our signatures because it's now time for the signature questions of the show. Here we go. Signature. Love it. Michael, we've talked about you being a Ravens fan. We've talked about that. But... Have you ever had a Maryland crab cake? So, so I've been listening to this podcast and I knew that question was coming up. So I've been like <laughs> researching what the heck a Maryland crab cake was. And I've, no, I've, I've safe to say I've never, I've never had one. Never had And I'm not seeing it. There was a previous guest. I'm not going to say names that you said you were going to mail one to. So... <laughs> So you're saying we need to mail you a crap. <laughs> I'm not saying it, but if you're yeah. offering. Well, now see, <laughs> you, you, you took the answer up a level. You took it up a notch because number one, you said you've been listening to the show. So that's like, yeah, you get points for that. Then you didn't say. Oh, I had a crab cake in Florida once, or like the one guest, I had one in Kansas City once. You know, you didn't say that. It would be so, embarrassing. You ask me about a Maryland crab cake, and I say, "Oh yeah, I love the crab cakes at Cheesecake Factory." <laughs> it would, you know, what would happen if you said that? Here's what would happen. <laughs> That's what would happen, right? But thank you. So I'll have to get your address, and we'll we'll take care of it. There you go. And I'm going to record it. I'm going to record having it. I know, right? You're yeah. rocking it today. We've got Dave and Buster's. We've got crab there cakes. You go. I'm going to do the Dave Portnoy one bite challenge with the, the crab cake. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. So my final question for you today is if you could go back in time and give one piece of advice or one, one nugget of wisdom to your 20 year old self, what would it be? Be patient. You know, I think I would, I would find myself, 
a lot when I was younger, you know, as I would look at my managers and I would be that, that, you know, uh, can I, I don't know if I could say the, the A word smart, uh, smart, whatever, um, saying, Oh, I could do their job. I, I'm better. Um, you know, I, I could do it. I could do it more efficient than them. And I would, you know, I, in the beginning of my career, I think I, I bounced a lot looking for that next step in my career, um, where, you know, not saying that it was wrong. Um, but you know, there was still a lot of stuff that I could have learned and mastered and made a bigger, um, made a bigger impact if I would have just waited maybe another six months, waited just another year. Um, I would just say be patient. You know, when you're young, you want everything now. You know, I, and I think, and I think it's gotten worse as time has passed. You know, I see it. I see it with my six-year-old. You know, he wants everything now. Like, hey, can you get me a cup of water? And it's like I haven't even made it to the fridge, and he's like, where, where's my water? You know, it's. I think it's like the instant gratification. Um, you know, where I, if I could go back, I would definitely tell my younger self, be patient. I think that's great words of wisdom for many facets of life. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Michael, for being our guest on Checking In, a Lodging DEI chat. We appreciate it. Thanks for sharing your insights. And thanks for watching the show and listening to your show before you even came on the show. Of course. We appreciate you I love being it. here. I love and it. Thank so, you guys so much. And you, again, you you set the tone because, you know, now you get, I don't know. Miranda, you didn't say free Dave and Busted. You just said, let me know when. I'm not going on recording saying anything like that. Crab cake happening. There you go. Not at all. We'll have crab cake at the birthday party. That's there you go. Yeah. You're a crab birthday cake. Perfect. There you go. There you go. I heard about the bean pie. Oh yeah. I Googled it after. I'm like, yeah. I'm like a Google Google monster. I love it. Well, thank you again for being on. We appreciate you. And we look forward to sharing this episode with everyone. Thank you, guys. Thanks, everybody. Take care. Bye.